Welcome to Inside the Raven's Eye. I'm your host, Alan Mitchell. My medicine name is Raven's Spirit. This podcast is partnered with Earth and Spirit Medicine, owned and operated by Winfield Ivers. His medicine name is Coyote Thunderhawk. He is a shaman here in the state of Utah, so make sure to visit earthandspiritmedicine.com. In this episode of Conversations with a Shaman, I ask about influence. We all have an incredible amount of outside influence coming at us on a daily rate. Coyote Thunderhawk speaks about the importance of being a positive influence of pure love and light and not have the negative influence of social networking, the news, negative individuals, or any other arrows come at you, but have the positive arrows shooting outward and influencing others with love. Enjoy. All right, so I titled this one Influence. You have shown me the importance of keeping your energy fields clean and pure, deleting messages, voicemails, and keeping your social networking pure and clean. I've done my best to adopt the same method, and I've noticed a huge shift for the betterment in my life. I believe that if I keep a lot of unnecessary baggage off my phone, my computer, and not watch any television, there is a much better chance that I will not become influenced in a negative way. Is this true? And what is influence to you? Well, influence to me is that what I couldn't quite figure out as I was from a child growing up and it just seemed like everything was coming at me. And it wasn't always good. In fact, most of the time it wasn't. It seemed like things would, it shows up and and it would influence me. So whether it was, you know, when I was a kid and, you know, you you get told that you've got a disease and it's called leg calf perthes. Well, later I learned that it had nothing to do with leg. That was just the last name of a doctor. It had nothing to do with the calf of a leg. That was another name of a doctor, and so was Perthes. They were all doctors. And they determined this disease and called it leg calf Perthes disease. And so they went ahead and assigned that to me when I was a little kid because I was limping and I was five or six and I had pain. Well, you know, anyway, I was told I had severe asthma and allergies. I was influenced. I remember being influenced by the pollen, but I didn't really see it or anything. But I found myself as a little child most of the time during spring, summer, fall with very stuffy nose, uh, asthma, couldn't breathe. Uh, My mom would put these bags or these, these wash rags with ice cubes, you know. Sometimes it was usually just a cold wet rag to help the swelling go down in my eyes you know i i was told a lot of things that i couldn't do that i wanted to do so a lot of this might be sounding familiar to people in the sense of gosh there was a lot of influence in my life there were a lot of things out there and i think for most people there are things out there that are kind of trying to come against us that could suppress our greatness or if we allow that influence to to be a, a, a kind of a, a provocative measure of opportunity to, to rise to something greater. And so I'm glad I had a, a really 
good attitude of not knowing how to give up. I, I just never knew how to give up in, 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 all, uh, in the ways of, of myself, no matter how many times it seemed like I got pushed back into or had to start learning, you know, after the surgeries or things and then having to, you know, get myself walking again, how to use this, you know, this leg with, you know, the titanium and plastic and screws, how to, you know, how to, how to do this, you know, how to, you know, get my arm and body and things coming after, you know, ankylosis, spondylitis and all these other diseases and things with God, people influence, we influence. Okay. Um, let's take people out of it first for a minute. Let's just say that I, Okay, let's do this. If you're listening, just imagine, if you can, to what degree you can. I don't care what your wilderness looks like, but imagine yourself and you look around and you're in the middle of the wilderness, whether it's a dry, vast desert or a thick mountainous forest or whatever, but you're the only human being that you're aware of. You can't see anybody or any indication of humanness. Nothing. It is all just raw, uninfiltrated wilderness. So at that point, there's a, a pause. And that pause is, does man influence the wilderness? Or does wilderness influence the man? Let's put it in today's terminology. Does a human influence the earth or does the earth influence the human so as you're thinking and you're looking out of this raw wilderness in this imagery I think it would the, the determining factor has to come down to how that person thinks already so whatever you already are as to how you do life in that moment of being in that position you could feel scared. You could feel threatened. So is wilderness influencing human or is human influencing wilderness under that condition? To me, when we are out there and we are afraid, wilderness is influencing us. Unknown is influencing us. So you go a little deeper. Is it really the wilderness or is it that we're just not familiar and we don't know? So unknown, you know, that influence. You go to a new job. You go in there, there's all these people, all these new sounds, all these new things. So uh, is it, uh, I'm afraid, I've got these weird feelings in my stomach, you know. So is human influencing uh, Mother Earth or is Mother Earth influencing then? Well, then it's just coming down to more about to indicate a similarity as to the unknown in two completely different situations that the unknown might be that underlying determining factor but see when we're uh, a human being that is like uh oh my gosh uh what, what's that uh dr seuss the 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 guy that cuts down all the trees and then the other little oh shoot i can't remember what that's called i want to call it the locust but that's not it. <laughs> anyway uh so anyway you know uh you know maybe we come through and we see we see opportunity okay oh we can make all this wilderness so man human can influence wilderness wilderness can influence human but there's some conditions and some factors 
So let's say that you are the best survivalist on this planet now. Whoever that is, I don't know, okay? Put them in any situation, I don't know. You know, you can put the stupidest of survivalists and the best of survivalists in the same situation and they might trade places for a while, who knows, okay? You just never know as to what degree of influence because whether, uh, you know, we're hoping for good weather, we might get some very cold weather. And if we are uh, have more unknowns around that, we might have more of a fear factor towards that. So that, what I was talking about in that episode of vibrations about certainty, you know, uh, so influence, I want to influence certainty. I, I want to, so in all the wilderness therapy programs and all the guided trips I've done and all these things over the years, it's, I didn't ever want anybody to feel scared out there. So one evening years ago, I'm on a 21-day trek down in uh, southern Utah, out in the Calf Creek area, Escalante area. We're back in their ways, and you know I've got a, a group of women, and we're probably about uh, two and a half weeks into our journey out there. And you know, one night, uh, one of the women got up to to go to the latrine, and we were camped by a cliff, and so I am listening. You know, she gets up, she walks, you know, she walks this way. I can hear the footsteps, you know, and so then, you know, and you can, sound travels, you can hear her, you know, and she's urinating, and then, you know, you can hear the footsteps, but then the footsteps start to go a different way. They went back around me this way, and then they went and started going over to the cliff. So I finally spoke up, and I said, over here. <gasps> Okay, she was a few feet from that, that cliff. And it's dark, she would have walked off of that. Okay, so did I influence her or did she influence me? Okay, well, there's this symbiotic relationship going on somehow. Because initially she was influenced by water she drank to get up out of that bed to go and do that, okay? And I was influenced by sound to be aware and understand what's going on. And then there was the influence of me going, wow, she's getting too close to danger. And then there was me voicing that out to influence her to come back away from danger. And wow, I didn't know I was walking away. I didn't even know I got that far away from my camp. How quickly do we get away from, from what is our safety and our security? Just when we're going to the latrine, we get disoriented all the time. We get distracted all the time. We get these things that are in life all the time. Influence. Okay, I call it the arrows out there. So there's me and my body. And then there's all these arrows. That's life. Okay, it might be children, you know, maybe they're coming and telling me what a great father I am. Maybe they're saying, hey, I need some more of this. I don't know, but it's influence. Okay, it's information. But what I learned was to just kind of put a pause to all that information. How did I learn to do that? By having my influence, by creating such high levels of vibrations and other things and working on this for so long to get my energy to where I could put that out there. And I started on it from a place of I was so sick and tired of being told so many negative things about myself. I wanted it gone. I didn't want to hear any of that crap anymore. You know, hey, sorry, folks, for the way that I lived. If you have a problem with it, you know, um, deal with yourselves. That's how I look at it now. Okay. If, if you are influenced a certain way by me and then trying to influence me a certain way to have you feel better and safer, wrong. You can't do that to the wilderness, see? 
You can't go out there and say, look, I'm not, I'm not really pleased with this snow front you're bringing here. You know, um, get me that sunshine. Okay. No, you're going to have to deal with what is. Okay. So what is, but is the what isness pure? How can you argue with it in nature? But when we're humans working with each other in that level of influence, especially again, and I talk about it all the time, parent and child influence. Wow. Okay. We're just a bucket of influence to those kids. And they don't know yet how to be an influence or how to take all that and just look at it as information and that they even have choices in the matter. Because I don't care who you are and what you tell your kids they're going to be or not going to be. They're going to make their choices along the way, one way or another. And they're going to be having their own self-discussions in here one way or another. And there's nothing you can do about that. So, what kind of influence can you be as a parent to your children to help them understand that they are an influence to the world, to themselves, in these ways in which they become their greatest. In which they learn how to walk in certainty. Where they can understand, like I was saying, all those arrows and building my energy up so I can push it far away. So that's when I did get a little intense with my energies. I was non-tolerant. That was my first real stance. I am no longer tolerant of all this stupidity and negativity coming at me. Why do so many people trying to take me out in such negative ways? Who, who theme themselves to such high places of I'm a bishop or I am you know, of God, I am this, I am this. Well, I am your teacher. Well, I am. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't see any one of those people having, I wouldn't go to any one of those people ever for any kind of advice whatsoever. They've got their own work to do. Okay. So why do we get lost in trying to influence others? Because we suck in our lives. Why do we get lost in trying to fix everybody else because we don't even know how to fix ourselves? Why do we look for those opportunities? Why do we get caught in the nonsense that keeps us from being a wonderful influence of unconditional love and peace and wonderfulness and all these great things? And if it has to start from a place of not tolerating all that negativity, so be it. That's pretty powerful. You don't need to tolerate it. If you're five and you've got parents this way, you don't need to tolerate it, but you might live in their house for the next 13 years. Okay. So how do you learn how to work energy? How do you learn how to work in energy? Okay. Because to me, it's the energy, those vibrations that are the influences of things and how we interpret. It's a very delicate way. But for me now, I just still, I'm non-tolerant. That was the best stance for me that I ever took. I am non-tolerant to false BS. I am non-tolerant to anything and everything that is not conducive to God and the highest and best and this Mother Earth and the beauty thereof and the ability to nurture and nourish the greatest of all. And that's the humans. Why? Because we could steward this earth right back into greatness really quick. We could steward ourselves into what's called self-governing, to autonomy. To if we were all behaving at our best and highest, we don't need to be governed by any body. And body having more than one meaning. So, influence. I have a lot of it. You have a lot of it. What are we doing with it? And what are we allowing all the other information and influence out there 
to do to us and our ability to influence that in a greater and higher way. Have a good day. I would like to thank you for listening to Inside the Raven's Eye. And if you have a particular topic matter that you would like to hear, please send me a request at insidetheravenseye at gmail.com. You have been listening to Coyote Thunderhawk in Conversations with a Shaman. I'm your host, Alan Mitchell, and we will see you on the next Inside the Raven's Eye. Much love and God bless.